I got her a set and no speakerphone too. You got her a set or you mean Trevor got her a set? <laughs> I won a bet so that Trevor bought her a set. So technically I I did all the work. Yeah. All right. True. True, true, true. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week six of 2024. I'm Chris Louie and went skiing for the first time and happy to report I did not hit any trees. With me, I have my co-host, the Cloud God. When he goes skiing, trees jump out of his way. Yes, that's uh, that's not true. I can't even ski. I hit the uh, trees harder than Sonny Bono. I think Emma said that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or Sonny Bono. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, no, in all seriousness, I think last time you were doing your little ski trip didn't you like blow out your shoulder so yeah i dislocated it last year it was actually actually exactly a year ago the last time went up to the snow and i dislocated and relocated my shoulder in the same event all right look at you john mcclain putting it back in the socket but anyways i'm glad you didn't get hurt man is that skiing or snowboarding skiing like skiing skiing yeah no he was sliding down the hill on his butt when he hurt himself (laughs) last time why don't you why don't you be hip and go snowboarding i don't i don't get it I tried snowboarding twice, and I determined that's probably not what I want to do for now, at least. I wanted to try skiing. And the kids were mm. skiing, too. Mm. Everyone says skiing's easier than snowboarding. I haven't done either, but... Yeah, you should. You get snow I, by you. I think snowboarding's a whole lot easier than skiing, so, personally. Yeah, teach their own. I've got two left feet, and they kind of go in different directions. Whereas <laughs> a snowboard, I'm tied to a single board can't go anywhere so french fry pizza french fry pizza that's all you gotta remember (laughs) and we have glenn medina or should we call him new kitchen glenn nkg finally done Uh, unbelievable well actually not finally i still have flooring to put in but it's pretty much done now it's it's just a matter of keeping it clean I don't have a, a a wait staff like Brian or Chris does, so it, it, you're looking at the at the cleaner too. <laughs> the dishwasher, we don't the new dishwashers, Glenn. That's what kids are for. My kids are gone. So, have you ever heard that that saying? Like, do you know why Glenn has such small feet? It so he can no. stand closer to the sink. Uh, what is this? Are we doing the dad joke at the beginning of this of the first session? Now? I thought it was so you could stand closer to the toilet. <laughs> That's just rough. <laughs> Thanks. Moving on to our guest. Thank you very much. Yes. Our guest this week is friend of the show and Glenn's favorite punching bag, Victor DeLuca. Our hey, guys. Pre- our previously scheduled guest had a last-minute conflict and had to drop out, and Victor was kind enough to join us to fill in. So, Victor, welcome back to the show. And hold on, I'm going to yeah. set the record straight. Sometimes I feel like Victor's punching bag here, all right? So, let's get that straight. No. You guys gang up on me. I'm the punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Glenn is just jealous of the haircut, that's all. Uh, yeah, I always yeah. can never be. He's jealous of the Lego hair. <laughs> is that what that is? Lego hair? Is that what we're calling it these days? That's his nickname. Lego yeah. hair. Lego hair. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad, indeed. So is that bike in your background just for show? Or do you actually take it out for a ride? 
No, man, like, uh, <laughs> unlike you, I actually worked out 31 days in January, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Right. Three minutes into the show, shots fired. Uh, he, he rides his bike to his yoga class. <laughs> That's what it is. Right after he picks his own fresh vegetables for dinner. His spin class. Yeah. Exactly. He's got a root cellar at the bottom of his uh his complex there. So <laughs> no, I wish, I wish. Combine, we have decades of information security experience in here, not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This week, we're going to talk about a scumbag move by HP, who's getting swatted this time. For our third topic, the new Horizon Foundation gets sanctioned, and close with fitness talk. For our first topic, we're just going to come out swinging and talk about an article that really angered me as I was reading through it. Now, when you think about computer peripherals that make you mad, what immediately comes to mind? My webcam. <laughs> peripherals? Yeah, webcam. This is one vote for flashlight. webcam. Com- computer one peripherals? vote for flashlight. Yeah. Uh, headgear, the, the headphones. Headset. Like when it switches back and forth, that whole Apple thing pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> I wish Apple would fix that, make that better. No, it's always your printer. It's printers suck. Who uses a printer? Oh my gosh! What are we talking about here? <laughs> I just printed off something yesterday. You it did? It's like it took like ten minutes. Yeah, and then like, on top of that, it came out like gray because we haven't used it in so long. The uh, the ink cartridge is choking. Deech, you know they have video printing static pictures of porn is not necessarily a thing anymore. <laughs> as odd as that would be to print out for my daughter, I was giving her some instructions and i felt like if i gave her both a physical copy and a text message of it she might actually follow through but yeah i'm 100 sure she will not do either so yeah so speaking oh. of printing right this is what kind of gets me i'm gonna go off on a tangent here right now printers awesome i've got one kids they print all kinds of crap to it i don't know why but it ends up just sitting there after they print it i don't get it right and then i, I go through and i'm like well I, I guess i should shred it because you know, it's I, I don't I don't know what's on there, but you know, paper used to be cheap. Have you guys gone and bought a ream of paper lately, or a box of paper? Before it was like maybe sixteen twenty bucks. You buy a box, you buy half, and they give you a rebate back. I, I just went the other day to look at a box of paper, which is like I think ten reams. It's like fifty seventy dollars. It's like what the heck's going on? Yeah. Whoa! No, I did not. I think it's like five bucks yeah. a ream, five or seven bucks a ream. So it's, it's like more than that now. now. Yeah, it's yeah. more than that. Definitely more than that. And so I was, I was telling the kids, I'm like, stop, stop printing crap if you don't need it because paper ain't cheap anymore, right? So, yep. Think of the environment. Yeah. So, and, no, finish you that. And, and they all have iPads, so it's not like they can't digitally see what the hell they're what the hell they're reading, right? So it's like, it's just, it just bugs the crap out of me. All right, I think we hit a nerve with with Glenn, but <laughs> you did. Brian and yeah. Glenn are on the the right track here. So the answer today is the same. As it was in the 1999 cult classic movie Office Space, it's the printer where there's an iconic scene where the three main characters beat the crap out of the printer that kept jamming them and giving them airs like PC load letter. You know, what does that even mean? PC load letter? What the f*** does that mean? Well, the company Hewlett Packard is trying to find even more ways to upset its customers and 
at the end of 2023, they pushed a firmware update to many of their printers that block them from using third-party or aftermarket ink. HP's business model is built to sell cheap printers then charge high prices for the ink refills. They even have a subscription service called Instant Ink, where for a monthly fee, your printer will notify HP when you're low on ink and they will proactively send you out new ink cartridges. If you stop paying for that monthly subscription, your printer stops working even if there's still ink in the cartridges. That's that's pretty awful. Yeah, people weren't already mad at at their printers. <laughs> who, who the heck buys cartridges anymore? I don't buy cartridges. I, I just take the printer, throw it away, and buy a new printer, and it costs just as much as a <laughs> as an ink cartridge. Pretty much. I will, I will at that say, point. Yeah. I've had this... I, I did, used to be the exact same way, Glenn, and then I bought some epson printer and other than like we've had it for since before covid this is the first time in my life that a printer's lasted longer than a year and i don't know what it is but that thing it was actually this is the first time we went to go print something and it was like uh, a little sketchy the ink wasn't as sharp as it should be but i got my money out of that one i've traded out all my ink jets for laser so um but you pay the price for laser and, and i went from color i went straight to colored laser and now i'm back to just black and white i'm like no i don't need black and white print and you so. have four toner cartridges to buy instead of one brother up their bdl that's the that's a brother cartridge right there yeah that's my brother cartridge. is that laser yeah yeah so yeah. yeah toner cartridge yeah yeah is it's it a toner, toner if it's laser yeah yeah it is right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and a little story time i used to work at staples Years and get years and out years of here. Ago. That's awesome. That was easy. Yeah, and obviously I got fired. But <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> and then he joined the military. <laughs> How'd you get fired? Tell the story. Uh, it's uh, well, it's a complicated story, but I got fired for essentially no reason because I was not willing to lie, and we were selling computers. And my manager did not know anything about computers or gaming or GPUs and CPUs. So she was always selling those computers, you know, those cheap Chromebooks and those computers that are 300 bucks, 400 bucks. And, and the customers would come in and ask, you know, can I play that game on, on this computer? And she would all say, always say, yes, for sure you can. That, that, that thing's going to run at like 60 FPS. No, don't worry about it. And I was like behind this person. I was like, no, that's literally impossible. That's an <laughs> integrated GPU. You don't even have a dedicated GPU. You can't run Crisis 3 or whatever at Ultra, right? Whatever it is at the time. And, yeah. Uh, nice. Dig Dug. Yeah. So uh, I love she that got she pissed off at me. <laughs> she knows nothing about computers, but she knows it runs it at 60 FPS. That does not make any sense. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Just, like, at, yeah. I worked at a company where the RSMs would just, or the account managers would just parrot and repeat things that the SEs would say mm-hmm. and at, at one point we tried to see what ridiculous things we could get the RSMs to say like oh yeah this this device it could do the Kessel run in under 12 parsecs for sure and then see if they could <laughs> get them to repeat that yeah I love it a- anyways uh, my story was those cartridges we used to sell a bunch of cartridges at, at Staples and one of the like number one returns you would get is people buying the wrong cartridges all the time. People don't know what they needed to buy, and somehow the the box uh, of the cartridges were never really clear. Like it was so difficult to understand what you were buying. You would get returns. Uh, people bringing back their uh, unopened cartridges almost every day. 
It was it was awful. But I remember they give you a number to buy. Like it says 51, 72, you know, sixty three, whatever. Yeah, I remember right? there used yeah, to but... be a book. Like if you go to Office Depot or Office Max, there'd be a book, like a, a phone book essentially, and you look up your printer model and it would say it, these are all the compatible cartridges with this printer model. But I guess the thought is your average person would walk in there like, I don't know, it's an HP inkjet. I don't know what model I have. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They would not look at the number. So they Whoa. would walk in, buy one, and be like, oh, I didn't know that was the one. I'll just come back the next day and buy the other, buy the next wrong one. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Exactly. Yeah. You've got, du- you've got dumbass written all over you, and you deserve to go in circles on buying cartridges. Yeah. Or or they would bring the number and it's the actual serial number. It's not even the model number. So oh, it's like I can't do anything with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's so, when Victor joined the military when no one would hire him. Unhirable. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you think the the idea that HP is going to do this to their printers? And by the way, I think they bought they've got the market on a lot of the printer segments, right? They ended up buying like Samsung and their printer department or their org um specifically so i only know because i had that one stupid printer that wouldn't work on the new mac m1 i don't know if they bought a bunch so you know canon and brother are probably competitors was it was it epson that's left but i don't see do you you guys see this being a trend for the other manufacturers that that they'll start locking this down as well yeah, I think so. It's it's definitely a revenue stream for them. That's that's where they make all the money. And I, even the HP CEO, he said the quiet part out loud. He's like, we want to make Inc. a subscription because you know, we make 20% more on subscription customers than people that just buy it when they need it. How much longer do you think they actually get a lo- uh, like a lawsuit against them for trying to do like antitrust stuff? Uh, there's already, there's multiple class action lawsuits against HP right now, but... Chris yeah, I mean, leading the way. Yep. <laughs> Instead of apologizing for pushing the hated firmware update, HP, they CEO, they actually doubled down and they said that banning third party or aftermarket cartridges is for your own protection, Glenn. They're protecting you because they said third party ink cartridges can have malware and viruses on them, which will infect the printer, then infect your computer or your network. And I can. Feel the collective audience's eyes rolling right now. So, so hold on. Very thoughtful. Let, let's That's say facts. this. No printer. Let, let's say this. Let, let's say there may be malware on this thing. Small percentage, sub 1%, right? Is anyone worried about that? Like, what's a printer going to do? Sorry, I was saying DDoSing your home network or sniffing traffic based off of the network uh, card that's on there? What, what, what can you really do? What do you guys think? It's like a SIM card. Has his own operating system on it. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that those printers probably don't have a lot of computing power, right? Probably only like <laughs> 32 megs of RAM or something. Like, I doubt that that thing has any power in it. The, uh, I think it was ours. Ours Technica actually, you know, took HP at their word and talked to security researchers, like respected people in the field of hardware hacking. And they said, at best, at the very best case, you would have to have a nation state backed actor with unlimited resources that was very determined to target a specific individual. And then they said, even then maybe they could pull this off, but for your average Joe Schmo person, your average hacker in the basement type person, like this is not a thing. This is unrealistic. So that nation state would be like Amazon. Sorry. (laughs) 
get it. No, I was going to say, uh, insert the audio clip of Floyd. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. That's the, the whole basis for this ridiculous firmware update. I, I guess the moral of the story is turn off auto updates on your printer and then just never let it update to that that one that blocks the third-party cartridges. I think a, there's going to be a point in time in which they're just going to start shipping these things out that if it doesn't update in 60 days and it just it just craps out, doesn't work at all, to circumvent yeah. that. That's yeah. what printer, that's what ink does anyway. Like I've had ink that was like sat on a shelf for a year and you go to use it and it was dry. It just like, dries up. Yeah, yeah, it's stuff that drove me mad. Got to clean the print heads, Glenn. Yep. You got time for that. I barely used the damn thing to begin with. <laughs> Who's going to remember to clean the print heads? They should be clean. I haven't used them in forever. So yeah. this is every 10 years when you go to renew your passport, you're like, ah, damn it. Got to print something again. Yeah. I see Victor highlighted something in my notes here. H HP funded a bug bounty pu uh, program through Bug Crowd that specifically focused on ink cartridge malware. So they were they were hiring basically hiring people to create a problem that doesn't exist to say that yes, you can spread malware using these ink cartridges. And the parallel here was that remember a couple of years ago, Exxon Mobil was funding like anti-global warming research to say if anyone can prove that global warming is fake, then we'll give you. Uh, like 100k bounty or something like that yeah it's kind of crazy i mean it's it's lobbying at its finest in my opinion they're using cyber to scare people off which is uh not the right way of doing it in my opinion that's like what's in vogue right now everyone's worried about their companies getting infected and malware and Surprised they didn't throw in some scary words like ransomware or anything but they said no oh, these but these cartridges could have viruses on them you imagine or the, the the cartridges could have bitcoin and you could just be sitting on a gold mine you never know <laughs> <laughs> it could be mining for you. Hour. <laughs> if we're gonna be in the land of make-believe let's let's just shoot for the stars so are, are you selling brian or are you hodling uh at the moment i'm up so i think i'm gonna hodl for a little bit longer but uh hey going back to uh, Glenn's first statement of like you know printing off some adult content. <laughs> if we want to go stuck on that, <laughs> well, no, no, like it's it's an interesting story. Come I back now, five minutes later. <laughs> well, no, like I, on the on that whole like analog adult content front, there was a point in time in which I submitted an ungodly amount of written stories. <laughs> to a particular publisher at one point in time, hoping to get published. Dear Penhouse, this is my first time. I've never done this before. <laughs> yeah, but but the reason why is because me and, and a friend, like we were always like trying to one up each other on making stuff super weird. Uh, so long story short, like I knew he he liked like I think it was called Penthouse Forums or something like that. I, don't I think that was the name of it. And my goal was if I can get a story written in there and then sign it with my name, he would think about my face while he's holding his junk. So anyways, <laughs> it ended up working. He was employed in Iraq and he was reading it. And then he, like, I got an email. He's like, he's like, you son of a B word. Like it was, it was probably my, like the best thing I've ever done as a prank other yeah. than crown jewel of your achievement. That's yeah. funny. There was a lot of work went into there. that, but. He must have been crying in that porta potty. <laughs> yeah, right. He's all sweating. He's like, "Ah, oh, geez, 
Freaking Brian. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't know if we want to unpack it on the show, but we'll definitely unpack this in the group <laughs> chat later. <laughs> yeah. It's Glenn's fault for bringing it up. It's true. Anyways, uh, the last thing I'll say about this is I, I, I think I speak for the entire world here when we want to channel our inner Elon Musk and tell the uh, HP CEO to uh, go go F yourself. Don't, uh, don't do this to people. Ooh. Almost dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> I like it. Word of, you should just insert the actual audio from Elon. From Elon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail you with money, go f*** yourself. Go yourself. Is that clear? For our second topic, this will be our ransomware story of the week. It combines two topics we've covered on the podcast before. Ransomware is not new. It's been around forever. But the way ransomware actors are coercing their victims to pay has been evolving. After all, if the victim does not pay, the ransomware gangs do all that work for nothing. We've had ransomware crews threaten to release embarrassing information. They've filed reports with our SEC to try to get companies in trouble. They've called actual customers of the victims to tell them to convince them to pay. Even going so far as to call the patients of a mental health facility threatening to release their highly sensitive records unless they paid up. Are these patients that left the mental hospital? (laughs) Do you think they actually care when they're in there? that are under their care or have been under their care at one point yeah. or another. I think this was Norway, I believe. They've been uh, dismissed. That's okay. what happened. Just when you thought ransomware groups couldn't sink any further, they are now threatening to SWAT people found in the stolen records. Now, what is SWATting? That's when an attacker calls the police station in the victim's area claiming a violent crime is taking place to get that police department to send a SWAT team there in the hopes that they will arrest or shoot the victim. In the story I came across, the ransomware group encrypted the systems and stole patient data for a medical facility and threatened to send SWAT teams to the patients that were found in the medical records. The ransomware group does not even need to know how to perform a SWATing attack because, you guessed it, there's a SWATing as a service platform that will do all that work for you. What a scumbag move. Real service, what we that's what we need, swatting as a service. But honestly, at this point, you think that this was going to be, like, it's it's at the point where it's freaking random. No one cares anymore. It's like, hey, we're going to swat anyone that's that we have a record on, right? It doesn't even matter at this point. There's, the records are everywhere. It might as well just swat a random person. Indiscriminately swatting people. <laughs> Give the police officers a job again. How about Brian we just swap the ransomware people instead? Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, we just I'm off for so that. Seal Team Six. Yeah, not fake. I, I don't think the Russian out. police. Yeah, I don't think there's a chance that the Russian police have actually uh, the resources for that. Unless the payout's big enough, then then they'll be there. <laughs> a slice of bread. Yeah. If there's anyone that looks emaciated and needs food, it's you, dude. If your eyes are sick. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, I guess you know, as as the as the champion of the bodybuilding, uh, sorry, the heavyweight. Uh, yeah, save your BS for later. We'll talk about this. Yeah, You're not yeah. the champ. You're not the champ. Bodyweight champion. False. <laughs> yeah. Well. If there's 
something to be said about their creativity. This is definitely it. I think there was a, a report released by Coveware that said ransomware payment, the the odds of a ransomware, the percentage of people paying the ransoms is at its lowest ever, it's at about 29% right now. So the ransomware operators out there have to find creative ways to get people to pay or else they their whole business model falls apart. Yeah, if you got something to lose, I think you'll eventually pay. Or I guess if you have something to hide, in this case. We all have something to hide. <laughs> the question is, just, are we okay with it being exposed, right? So Whether or not it's worth the ransom. What's what's worse, yeah. the fine and the negative publicity yeah. or the payout? What are you trying to hide, Glenn? <laughs> I don't know. I've but at least now we know Brian, Brian's probably hiding another 25... Erotic stories on his, uh, his computer. His <laughs> penthouse letter collection. <laughs> yeah. no, that's that way long ago. <laughs> have you heard? I of, am a published author. Yeah. Have you heard of Dear Abby? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Brian, did you save that issue? Do you still have a copy of that? No, that that's that's long gone, man. Can you look up the? Can you look that up in like Microfish at a, at a, at a library or something like that? Is that possible? I think it's probably possible. I think it was. 98 maybe no episode no no issue year title of probably identify the cover yeah just kidding (laughs) also why the library glenn i doubt the library has that hey hey hey. maybe not in canada but in the u.s it's an open thing (laughs) (laughs) glenn's library has that apparently freedom of information man they don't i don't care why don't you just hire one of these ransomware groups to hack into Penthouse and then see if they can download the digital issue of that. I'm sure they have it archived somewhere. There you go. Right now, people are frantically looking for it. <laughs> Way back machine. Read the story. Yeah. <laughs> Penthouse archives. Are they even a company anymore? Larry Flint, right? Penthouse. Larry Flint, yeah. Yeah, his company's still around. I, I, I can't remember because... There's there's a lot of consolidation. So, so I remember Playboy went private. Hugh Hefner retook the company. It used to be publicly traded, funny enough. And then Hugh Hefner made it private. And then he, he, I think the magazine still exists, but it literally is just the articles around because before Hugh Hefner died, he's like, there's so much free pornography out there on the internet and people aren't going to pay for to see it in a magazine anymore. So I think he realized that and he tried to pivot it into like a news publication. I think Penthouse might be owned by that friend finder site that digital conglomerate now you can look that up i'm pretty you sure to know a lot one of you yeah deviant is a pro yeah member of i just look, i just looked it up finder. yeah i just looked it up it says penthouse to shutter print magazine so they're no longer a thing as of january 15th 2016 I know a little bit about it because when I was when I was unemployed and I was looking for like IT related jobs, one of the listings I came across was the sysadmin for it was a it was a, a, a website called friendfinder.com, but friendfinder.com owns like adultfriendfinder.com, which is like a couple's hookup site. And one of the requirements that says, you know, must must know Linux, must know command line, uh, must be must not be uncomfortable viewing adult content because I guess part of your job is going to be moderating or looking through adult content as, as part of your sysadmin duties. You were uncomfortable, weren't you? 
I was I, I think I was okay with that. It was the must be able to lift seventy five pounds without assistance because I was probably not that strong at the time. <laughs> not like the beast I am today. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think that I, I don't think I've ever read a job listing in which being able to pick something up was the, the thing that stopped me in my entire life. Well, well yeah, naturally for you. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done physical work like in a warehouse or something, uh, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's not a warehouse, but I, I, worked, I worked for a road crew once, chopping down trees and stuff. How else do you think he got so big? Mm hmm. Yeah. The weight limit wouldn't have stopped me. I mean, when I did just having to work, I racked and stacked two for you servers, no problem. But it was just funny that they listed that in the requirement. Like you have to be able to lift X number of weight without assistance as, as part of your job duty. Key to life, knowing your limitations. Way to go, Chris. Yep. Victor still can't lift 75 pounds. <laughs> I can lift myself up. <laughs> Yeah, I was fine. I I benched it back in college. I haven't I haven't actually tried to see how much I could bench nowadays. Probably not as much as Brian. Maybe more than Victor. Actually, no, not more than Victor. Maybe more than Glenn. What? Why are you picking on me? <laughs> yeah, Glenn. Glenn is old. <laughs> what the dude. hell? Well, respect your elders. Brian, for obvious <laughs> reasons. Victor, because of his Instagram profile picture, he's like. For those of you that don't know, Victor's profile picture is just a zoomed-in picture of his arms flexing. So then, ah, by default, it's clear. <laughs> Victor with the thirst trap. I, I, I don't care what Victor says. No matter how old I look, I still look younger than him. Or how old I am, I still look younger than Victor. So, <laughs> how do you like that? Uh, Just wait till you turn 60, then you'll be looking like a 600-year-old. <laughs> That's right. Until you fall off a cliff. <laughs> All right, well, next our... time we're all together, we should have a, a weightlifting competition. Should. Yeah, I'll followed pass. by a 10K run. I pass. <laughs> What's your 10K time, Victor? I bet I could smoke the other two. What's your 10K? I don't know. I only run in the morning. So I run 3K in 15 minutes. That's my go-to in the mornings. 3K in 15? Why so slow? Yeah. I don't know. Chris do, doing do, the calculation. I'm trying to do the math in my head. Like I know what 5K is and what 10K do the is. Do the k He can do a 5K in 15 minutes, just so you know. <laughs> that's not. like Olympic level, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually faster than Olympic. I'm just fast. trying to hype yeah. up Chris. He's a fast little <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Appreciate boy. it. Yeah. yeah. So you think you can smoke us. All right. That's that's fight talk. I can definitely smoke Brian and Glenn in a 10K for sure. I don't know. First off, miles first of off, minutes. I would never go enter a 10K race. Exactly. Period. So I win by default. <laughs> my my days and my days of doing that are over. But so I will tell you guys. Go ahead. 6.2 miles. Is that what that is? 10K? Yeah. No. So I, I run 1.86 miles in uh, 15 minutes. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, sub ten minute mile. That's all right. I would expect you to be running closer to like a six minute mile. To be honest, man. I'm I'm not even being a jerk. I just your frame where you're up altitude. I think you'd be smoking it. So altitude. But you're yeah. running on a treadmill inside and just staring yeah. at a wall, right? Okay, outside you'd probably yeah. be quicker. Yeah, 
Maybe. And I bet Glenn at my age probably would have been faster than me. He's just an old Glenn man. Glenn was super quick weren't you running like a four or five minute mile back in the day uh five and a 505 on my split so on a two on a two mile run so yeah but you guys have beaten that i just want to know that's my best i, I already said eight minute mile yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. for me on, on distance yeah that's 18 it. yeah what was i 18 at that time yeah yeah and then we were running three miles i was running three miles in 16 so oh, you hear that? You hear that VDL? He was clapping the f- them cheeks. The fifties were wild. The fifties were wild. <laughs> oh, the, track, man. the tracks are smaller in the fifties. Yeah. Just post post war walks, post war juggies. Yeah. Way better than the uh, was it the Canadian the C- Canadian military where they made you walk in less than two hours, right, for a mile. That's the requirement to be in the Canadian special forces. No, it was duck, run, and sk- uh, skip and hold hands. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I heard all your. He a pro at that. I heard all your weapons no. were like slightly used weapons from France from World War Two. Is that is that true? <laughs> Dropped only one time. <laughs> Dropped only one. Time. Never fired. <laughs> yeah. Love is stronger than hate. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Victor, taking the high road here. For our third topic, you guys may know my saying that if if the money's there, we don't care. Well, we now need to add an asterisk to that saying. Three people have been sanctioned by the U.S. Treasury Department for providing cybersecurity training to the terrorist organization ISIS. If you remember, ISIS is the terrorist organization wreaking havoc primarily in the Middle East and radicalizing people in Western countries to motivate them to carry out their own terrorist attacks. I won't even try to say their names, but they're linked through in the show notes. These three individuals created a company called the Electronic Horizons Foundation to teach ISIS members how to launder cryptocurrency, take donations using crypto, spread propaganda online, and use end-to-end encrypted communications. ISIS and their affiliates are heavily sanctioned by the U.S. and other governments, so they have resorted to using cryptocurrency to fund their terrorist activities since they are cut off by the world's banking system i was looking at the article and i was like the names can't be that difficult and then i looked at it as like yeah i don't think i could do a really good job <laughs> saying that yeah, we could say it i don't think we'll be saying it right <laughs> i make it a point to try to like learn the difficult names because lord knows like if you have a name like mumumin al majawi muhammad salam then you probably know more than one language and you're smarter than me. The least I could do is try to figure out how to say your name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the second one's called Sarah, so I would just say Sarah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you have that first name, then you have Sarah. <laughs> but it's Sarah, Jamal, Muhammad, Al, Saeed, right? And then Sarah. I guess Farouk, Gazelle. Gazelle, yeah. Those aren't too bad. I guess it was what? just the first it's one. Pretty, it was a it's pretty... It's pretty crazy, dude. They they basically built a bachelor's degree in terrorism, like in cyber terrorism. That's that's they 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 did they, they, they did the full cycle. It's like going from laundering cryptocurrencies to like, you know, having encrypted communications. That's just that's awesome. I mean, it sucks, but it's kind of awesome from that point. They they really built a class in, I guess, security for terrorists. Well, yeah. there, which but look at the company. Look at. Sec. The company name was Electronic Horizons Foundation. Do you guys remember New Horizons? 
they were kind of like that uh, training center, right? For yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, you certifications. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder if they, if there was, they, they made the name sound like New Horizons in order to <laughs> convince people, I'm like, yeah, no, or a legit it, Microsoft shop. That's, or, or, that's or did New Horizons, name. yeah, or did New Horizons actually become Electronic Horizons because they're trying to make up for, for lost money? So they've evolved. I've, I, I read that name, Zero Red Flags. I'm like, oh, it seems legit. Yeah. It's like supporting Microsoft, supporting terrorists. I'm like, is is, uh, is there really a difference there? <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Inspire Magazine, right? Uh, Al-Qaeda Magazine. So I remember in the Army, we used to have the, the printed versions. And it was just like the same, right? They would, they would have articles that would be like, instead of, you know, being normal articles about the normal topic, it would be like, Hey, have you thought about you know putting a bomb on the train track? Here's the here's how to build a bomb, and it was just those really serious articles in, in a magazine called Inspire Magazine. So, feels very similar. Names can be deceiving. Yeah, I remember it, it was either Inspire or one of those magazines where they were teaching terrorist operatives, be it Al Qaeda or ISIS, that says you know use FaceTime, FaceTime's end and encrypted. Don't use Skype. Microsoft can read all your Skype messages when you. Plan your terrorist mm-hmm. attacks. Use iMessage. Use FaceTime. Use you know WhatsApp because they're all encrypted. Is anyone surprised that this the U.S. Treasury figured this out? It wasn't the CIA or the FBI or the NSA. I wouldn't put it past you know it's it's it, that saying follow the money, follow the money. I'm sure yeah, they I had guess. some help with some of those three letter agencies. It's usually the Treasury Department that has some bite. Well, what is the purpose of the U.S. Treasury? Counterfeit. Right? That's the Secret Service. Yeah, oh, Secret Service. Why is the Secret Service in charge of counterfeiting? Because they were created after the U.S. Civil War when the U.S. economy was in chaos and counterfeiting was off the charts. That I don't know if it was because they wanted to destroy the economy of the North or is it because, you know, basically the Confederate States of America didn't exist anymore, all their cash was worthless and... People were just, just rampant counterfeiting right after the the U.S. Civil War. That still doesn't explain why the Secret Service, because their their protect their detail is to protect the president, right? And, and, ah, and it was the other. They way. started is yeah. They yeah. started yeah, they, as anti counterfeiting, and then they became the wow. presidential protection. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right, you guys pay so much taxes, so <laughs> many good services, like pot kettle black, Victor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you paid twice as much for that bike just in taxes alone. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right, just I'm remember, you know, the, the IRS is the people who finally put away Al Capone. You know, the FBI couldn't do it. The, the attorney generals couldn't do it. It was the IRS that finally got Al Capone in jail. Wasn't uh, it tax evasion? Tax evasion. You, you do not mess yep. with the IRS. Yep. You think he was mad? He was like, whoa, whoa, really? This is what I'm getting arrested for? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Who's my accountant? <laughs> yeah. That guy's fired. It's like, I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. <laughs> All right, for our last topic, it will be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about the bodyweight fitness challenge, and I'm anticipating this to be a pretty lively discussion. <laughs> Well, I, I know for sure I didn't make it, so. <laughs> so. We are recording in February, so the two challenges we had going, so the first was dry January, 
and the second is the Bodyweight Fitness Challenge. They have both come to an end. Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. I'm still going to continue to exercise, though, because i got to make up for the, I think, the 10 or 15 days. days that I was sick. Yeah. To recap, dry January is when you refrain from drinking alcohol in the month of January. The Bodyweight Challenge was Brian's idea to motivate the four of us on the call and our listeners to do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and 20 pull-ups each day in January. I took it as motivation to live healthier, but Brian changed it and made it a competition without telling any of us. I know. What the heck was that about? What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you, like, the whole thing was to do these things. Like, what do you mean it was, it was then, a competition from and the then, beginning? And then fit shaming us when we didn't do stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, in, <laughs> yeah, in, Glenn's defense, in, in Glenn's defense, he's no quitter, right? He's going to keep drinking. He's going to keep slouching. <laughs> he ain't no quitter. That's right, damn it. And I tell you this, this is the last time I ever do anything dry for a period of time because that's a guaranteed way that I know how I got COVID was because I let dry January kick in. (laughs) So let me interject before we talk about dry January. This past weekend when we went skiing, I also went to the Great Wolf Lodge. I told you guys in the group chat. And it's you can think of it the Great Wolf Lodge. It's a giant indoor pool with hundreds of people you know urine content in the pool off the charts at least 75 plus percent but it was just warm and moist and just a cesspool of bacteria and viruses i thought for sure i was going to get <laughs> sick but it's been at least five days since i've been there and i'm still 100 percent healthy without it might i add without the need for my my tito's prophylactic yes i am invincible What's well, congratulations. Point? Yeah, what's your point? What are you trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> Look I at me, I spent a buttload of money so to go so swim so in the so winter. So they had chlorine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Chris is like, Look at me, guys. I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah. I, and I went swimming and then went, I went swimming and then I turned around and went skiing. That's how my life is, right? So <laughs> I'm just saying, still COVID free. That's the whole point of the story. I thought for sure I was going to catch it there. Like, you could literally taste the COVID in the air, but I, I think for what some saved reason, you is to dodge it. I, think I was saved, hoping you would. Yeah, I think what saved you is the fact that you wore your mask while you were swimming, right? Is that, I remember <laughs> seeing a picture of that. I did not wear the mask while I was swimming, <laughs> There were people doing that, though. Like, could you imagine the, the, the crap Brian would give me if I did that? We're going to have to ask Grace to yeah. really find out. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who can't see right now, Chris has a mask as, we, as we're doing the podcast. <laughs> As always. (laughs) All right. Body fitness challenge talk. All right. So it was supposed to be motivating for us to get us to work out. And then Brian started shaming us. Oh, that doesn't count. This doesn't count as a day. I win the competition by default. This doesn't count. I thought we were just helping each other out. So it it was a challenge to do it every single day. Right. And so Chris immediately failed because... He's he right now. He actually has his mask on, at least the filter. <laughs> so Chris failed because he would post his other workouts, and the the challenge wasn't the other workouts. It was the hundred push ups, hundred sit ups, hundred body squats, and twenty pull ups every single day. So Chris is out. And but then Glenn, the, I would, those other workouts did include a hundred push ups, a hundred sit ups. Yeah, not every day. Nope, false. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. You were supposed to track it, do it kiss my butt you can kiss chris's you can kiss 
BDL's butt as well because you, you didn't do it. But, and so it, I was talking to my wife about this. I was explaining to her like Glenn's methodology and like why it didn't work out. He got COVID. I explained like he's like, hey, you know, Tito's has always kept him healthy. And, it's, and she's like, oh, so he, he got a cold and he had the shakes. I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. She goes, honey, <laughs> she didn't have COVID. He was detoxing. The withdrawal. The withdrawal. <laughs> he got the shakes. <laughs> so, I love your wife. So, she gets it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, so right away. All right, Glenn's the next loser. And so oh. then it comes down to, yeah. So then it's, it's me versus BDL. He claims, even though his fitness app doesn't show it, he was trying to show his text messages. <laughs> Right. And so I'll give it to him. Maybe he did work out that one day. But I will also say <laughs> that uh, you guys don't know this, but the, the TV show, the biggest loser called VDL and said, hey, we want you to be on the show. <laughs> and VDL was like, hey, I don't need to lose weight. They're like, yeah, we know you're just the biggest loser. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Anyways, that's 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 it. I, I whatever. I think it was a good time. I'm just kidding. I don't I think we're all winners at the end of the day. Uh, BDL, your great support for letting me call you the uh, biggest loser. And uh, Chris, I still think you kind of suck. I don't know. And, and Glenn, I do believe you had COVID, but I think it's really oh, funny that, that you're detoxing. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, Brian, more, more power to you, right? Because you lost some weight. Um, unfortunately, I did not because I was already fit. But, you know, more power to you, dude. Uh, well, no. Number one, you were malnutrition. <laughs> like, let, let's be real. Like, his eyes are sunken in. And every time he posts a picture of himself going to the gym, there's no one there. Except the people in, in Canada are healthier than the people in the U.S. It's because no one works out because they have no food. They have no energy over there. They're, They're too broke to do it. Malnourished. Thank you. They're still trying to find their their food yeah. in the winter time, and hey. it's hard to when you're vegan on top of all that. So, yeah. well, when right. when your national food is was it French fries and poutine, maple syrup? Yeah, it's just it's not a good day. Like people will starve. All the good things, man. Yeah, poutine and maple syrup is awesome. Ugh. When was the last time you had either one of those things? Like two hours ago. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like he has it either. He doesn't even eat it. <laughs> no, I love poutine. I love maple No, syrup. what did you have for lunch? Don't lie. Uh, I had a veggie burger. Uh, oh God, it's God, I, I, def- I definitely <laughs> lost all respect for you now. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> a veggie burger. Wow. Yeah. Why don't you yeah. just eat a salad? Isn't that the same thing? The heck? No, no. You get the patty. You get the. Halloumi cheese, you get the veggies, the bread. It was awesome. So this is, we are by far the most progressive podcast on the planet. I mean, look at us. I mean, by far. We are men, yep. and we got VDL here just showing up doing <laughs> weirdo stuff. Very and we love him for it. Guys. And we yeah. love him for we it. We do. We do. Yeah, so for, for my end, weight update, I weighed myself last night on the last day of the challenge. I ended the challenge the exact same weight that I started it at. So all the working out and all the detoxing was for not because I wow. weigh exactly the same. You know what does taste good is the vodka and the uh, pre-workout. That works out really good. It's a great drink. Yeah. You guys should try it. So you get an upper and a downer, then they counteract right. each other. That's right. Did, did we all not actually drink this whole time did anyone actually give in i i i 
Quite. I drank because I didn't know it was no dry. It was a dry thing. I, I honestly wasn't even aware. Of when it, did you so realize that? How far in did you realize that it was a dry January? Oh, like three weeks in. <laughs> but I, I rarely drink. Right, I rarely drink, so I probably had I don't know four beers yeah. this month. I, I think I had a drink was, for my mom's birthday, but that was it. So was it a vegan beer? Yeah. Has to, yeah. Has I mean, to be. Yeah, chick, chicken beer sucks, dude. No, it was. <laughs> It was a kombucha with with alcohol, right? Fermented out al- something. <laughs> it's kombucha that went too far, man. Fermented yeah. into alcohol. <laughs> Look, he's laughing. It's wine. like <laughs> drink that Pruno VDL, some prison wine. That's it. But the only thing that matters is uh, who who won the the bodyweight challenge, uh, Chris. Well, Brian self-proclaimed himself the winner because he's questioning your integrity and saying you didn't actually work out when you did work out. Yeah. No, I think I think it's uh, if we if we go by that, we all I, I think I guess we can say the three of us did work out every single day. I don't know that the three of us actually did exactly what we were supposed to do. I think that's just me and Victor, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I got the best time. So did you actually get it the best time? I don't know that you ever showed that. What was I your did. time? Oh, forty one. Victor sent it? it to me privately because he wanted to one-up you live on the show and see your reaction. Yeah, 441, man. <laughs> really? Dude, For 100, awesome, 100, and 100? Get out of here. Yeah. Nice. And 20. You beat me by almost two minutes, man. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah, I, so, I sent the... Well, he is lighter than you, so that didn't have to move as much. You're yeah. like 40 years younger. But <laughs> I will also say that uh, I don't know that speed on that is actually the best so i, I did it again today just because I, I think it's like a great warm-up and i think time under was it maybe tension is is a far better exercise than just like blowing through it super quick i don't know if you're just like uh not cheating. for me no you think yeah. it was the worst yesterday was the worst by far the hundred squats right, right off the bat like it was tough i'm not gonna lie at, at 75 or 80 i was it's like blow out your quads yeah, yeah, it was much harder. I would say that uh, it's the opposite. While breaking it down 25, 25, or, or, or 33, 33, 34, it was a lot easier than doing what I did uh, yesterday. It was super fast. Don't get me wrong, but it was super hardcore, difficult. But, and but I if you would have done, today. if you would do 100 straight, but at a controlled pace, like you're like all the way down, all the way back up, a little bit slower, I think that would be exponentially harder than just trying to crank out 100 as fast as you can. Yeah, so Brian, Brian's right. So there's time under tension. Like if you do 100 squats and you pop up and down like a jack-in-the-box, that's much easier than doing 100 squats and taking three seconds down and then three seconds up. Oh, yeah, That'd be sure. way harder. Sure. Yeah, okay. I agree. So are you, so you guys going to keep doing the, the body weight stuff like me, or are you, are you done? I'm going to try to now that I know that it's a competition, Brian. Well, it's no longer a competition jerk. I'm just thinking. I, I I wholeheartedly think that it's just. I think it's a great like warm up to your to your exercise. It just kind of activates everything. I will say that out of everything, probably the pull ups started to suck about halfway through the 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 course of things. I was like, man, I'm actually kind of getting a little tired of this. Okay, so <laughs> one measure of my success is when people can notice the physical changes. So like when I I send pictures of. of to you guys in the group chat, I used to be really big. And then when I trimmed down, people like, oh, you look like you lost weight. So I was thinking like, well, no one's really noticed that in the last 30 days. But in my defense, it is in the dead of winter here. And I'm always wearing a really thick jacket or a baggy sweater. 
So you sent your picture to Penthouse Forums? <laughs> oh. Dear Penthouse, this is my first time and I've never done this before. <laughs> so maybe I'll continue it until the spring and then we'll see. Yeah. There you go. I feel better. I mean, like I said, even though I had a lapse, I feel better. Um, I did stop eating burgers in the middle of the night, though, at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't done burgers in the middle of the night because of COVID. So I, could, I couldn't even go out. Well, that's normal. Yeah, I feel like the 100% opposite of Victor. And all I did, all I ate was meat the entire time. The carnivore yeah. diet. Yeah. Yeah, I did straight carnivore. I was, uh, you know, brain fogginess is gone. The energy, the workout's not as explosive because you don't have all those carbs kind of hanging out. But uh, overall, it was great, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep it going. I, I thought I would just do it for the month. I'm going to carry it into so, February at least and see yeah, what Yeah, you, you told us so you no lost carbs, a bunch of right? weight. No carbs, right? Right, Brian? Yeah, zero carbs. Yeah. You Except lost a bunch of weight. Right now, I'm 236. I started at 252. And so oh, yeah. I go 14 years. pounds nice. in a month. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's that's a pound every two days. Yeah. But He's we'll just see. Dehydrated. I, well, here's the crazy part. No, I'm not dehydrated. I, I drink a crazy amount of water too, but no, I, we want to do this thing uh, this summer when we go on our little family vacation. And so we, we booked uh, like this horseback ride and to do it, I have to be 220 or less. So I'm like, you mother effers. Like I'm a, I'm a well-fed American. So I'm going to have to get down to like 215 before we leave to be able to ride this horse. They're probably going to kick me out. You have to cut or... weight like a UFC fighter. Just go in a sauna, take lots of laxatives. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, ramp up to 260 and put the horse on your back. <laughs> there you go. A real man. Would Ooh, do no that. A certain dominance. <laughs> Dude, I, will, I, I will say getting to 252 is actually kind of hard. Like that wasn't, that wasn't easy to get that. That was from, from June to December. It was a, I mean, an insane amount of eating to get there and lifting super heavy. Yeah. All right. Well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, our guest Victor is up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, guy, well, by now, you know that I used to work at Staples and I got fired, but yeah, I also used to work in a shoe recycling shop, but uh, it was soul destroying. So I left. <laughs> soul destroying. All right. To wrap things up, HP can go F yourself. Go yourself. Is that clear? Ransomware is combining forces with swatting as a service. Don't provide IT support to terrorists. And Brian takes fitness very seriously. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pebcac Podcast. Thank you all listeners and subscribers who raised five stars the iTunes store on Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcac Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app. My co-host Brian Nietzsche and Glenn Medina and our guest Victor DeLuca. I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Bye, Felicia. Bye, family. Bye, Felicia. Up my stuff.